Welcome to the Values Exchange Podcast. I'm Mike Cruz, your host, private pilot, author of Saturday Every Day, and CEO of North Texas Wealth Management, a firm dedicated to values-based financial planning. This podcast uncovers the values and habits of highly successful people and dives into how it has shaped their success and what you can learn from their personal stories. Hi, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Values Exchange Podcast. I am super excited about our guest today. Manessa Baltheiser is with us. Um, first F-35 female um, pilot for Lockheed Martin, test pilot. Uh, F-16 uh, Philipp- from Philippines, she's here with us. And um, you know, I want to tell you all about her journey and talk about the value of perseverance. So. Vanessa, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Mike. It's great to be here. All right. So, you know, I, you know you're studying um, kind of records left and right uh, for, you know, first female. And I know that's uh, to be flying the F-35, but I want to understand the journey. So, like, you know, where'd you grow up? How'd you get into this? Like, when did you decide to be a pilot? How did all that start? Um, it's actually really interesting. I was born in Mesquite, Texas. Um, My parents both immigrated from the Philippines in the 1970s. So uh, born and raised Mesquite until about 18. And pretty much in high school is when I was like, okay, I wanna go be an astronaut. How do I go do this? Went to the high school counselor, asked her how to do it. Um, She did the research and she said, you gotta go to a service academy. You gotta go be a fighter pilot and then NASA will take you. It's like, okay easy enough. Wow. Not, it's not that easy. Um, but I think my guidance counselor would have been like, I have no idea. You want somebody else. So that's <laughs> yeah, great no, advice. She, she was rock solid with trying to help me out with that and okay. got me uh, pointed in the right direction. So um, I applied for the Air Force Academy when I was about a sophomore in high school, got picked up. Luckily, it's uh, extremely difficult to get to the Air Force Academy. Okay. I found that out. Um, nice. And then did that for four years, became an officer in the Air Force and um, decided to go to pilot training since that's what the counselor told me to do. So yeah. uh, two years of rigorous training for fighter to get to the fighter world. And once you get into the a fighter pilot slot, then uh, from there, it was kind of joined the Air Force for 13 years um, nice. and then got out and joined Lockheed. Yeah. So when you show up for, for the pilot training, what was the demographics? How many were men? How many were women? Um, a lot of the times I was the only female uh, okay. on base wow. to, to fly uh, any type of aircraft. And a lot of times in a lot of my operational units that I was at, I was also the only female flying. Was there ever a time in the back of your mind you were like, maybe I, maybe I don't belong? Like, was, it, was there any doubt or were you like more determined? Um, you know, actually, no. I never really thought of myself as sticking out okay. uh, as the only female, the only female minority um, in a lot of the places. But that's a testament to a lot of the guys that I worked with. Okay. Um, you know, fighter pilots, they are, they, they want you to do one thing, complete the mission. Don't care. Um, okay you know, your background, female, male, um, Asian, white, it doesn't matter. Like if you perform at a high level and you get the job done, that's what they really care about. And so for me, it, it's it's shocking always to hear uh, being the first female, the mm-hmm. first to do this. And I never thought about it that way. Okay. Um, and it, it's, 
and it's a testament to what the guys, how they treated me as a fighter pilot and uh, nothing different than that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. No, that's great. <clears throat> and so a part of that journey, uh, what would you say the biggest challenge has been? Um, <laughs> I can pinpoint it to one sp like particular spot and it's actually the G forces okay. uh, flying a fighter. Um, females tend to, uh, their tendency is to be able to pull G's a lot better than males. I'm the opposite of that. So my biggest challenge was overcoming um, the centrifuge training that we have to go through because right. I had to do that three times um, oh. in order to pass it. And on that third time, if I didn't pass, uh, I was not going to get to fight a or fly a fighter. Mm -hmm. So... Um, to me, it, you, you know, you would think it's um, trying to overcome certain aspects of being a female in the military or uh, anything. That, no, it was G purely G-forces <laughs> and flying fighters and 90s okay. and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I actually told my son that I was having the podcast today with you and he's like, Ask her how many G's she's pulled. So that yes. is his question. Um, 9.5 G's. 9.5. Yeah, wow. if you think about a roller coaster, wow. average person roller coaster about 3 G's or yeah. so, 3 to 4 G's is the fastest and most G's that you can pull. But yeah, three times that is uh, yeah. what we can do in the fighters. Yeah. Wow. And so when you when you fail, is that because you get sick or is it because you pass out? Or how do you fail on a G test? You know, You pass out. Pass out. You pass out. Okay. Yeah. So all the blood leaves your brain, uh, goes to your bottom, and mm -hmm. then uh, you, you just pass out. And obviously, you can't have you can't have that happen in a right. fighter jet when you're yeah. the only one in it. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So learning to, and there's a lot to that. So you know, for people that don't know, like when you're experiencing that many G's, like what's the process? It's a certain breathing what does it yes. look what does it what does it look like uh so the air force gives you special equipment first okay. so they'll give you a g suit which um think about it as a uh, pants that inflate okay because <laughs> it pushes all the blood in your legs up so that it keeps your your blood up and then there's a, a breathing technique which i'm not going to demonstrate here <laughs> There's a breathing technique that you do to uh, exchange air as well, because obviously okay. you got to stay, um, keep the airflow in, in your brain so you don't pass out either. So that in the combination of uh, just a lot of training and then tolerance, um, the more you do it, the better tolerance you have. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I did this like fighter pilot for a day. There's no uh -huh. G suit and we ended up pulling about five and a half G's and I, I completely saw black. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you kind of grit down and you can kind of see your vision come back. Yeah. Um, but the whole breathing thing, you know, I was on camera, they had <laughs> GoPros and, and I, I was over breathing. Let's just say that <laughs> at the end of it, the video is like unwatchable. Cause I'm just so worried about passing yeah, out. No, you know, that, that's the first thing that goes is your vision. And then yeah. if you really want to see how you would look when you're 80, 90 years old, look at centrifuge video. Cause <laughs> okay. you, you, it, it you're like, oh man. Yeah. Nine times your body weight. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yep. That's, that's awesome though. So. Um, so, you know, this transition, so I started flying F-16s first yep. and, um, what was that like? I mean, going faster than the speed of sound. Um, you know, the first time you fly a fighter, you're so focused, you know, training kicks in and you're just like, okay, I got a mission to do. You never really get to sit around and look outside, enjoy cloud chase, all that. Okay. Um, so pulling nine G's, going faster than the speed of sound, um, 
and then actually doing the mission that you're trained to do, especially in, in combat yeah. uh, deployments, you don't get to think about it until you sit down, relax, and you're like, oh, what did I just do? <laughs> so, um, so from that aspect, it, it was, I appreciate um, how, and I appreciate and respect the, the power of the machines that we fly, but the, uh, for me, both the F-16 and the F-35. It's, it's amazing um, what those jets can do and um, how our U.S. military are using them right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Uh-huh. So, so going from the F-16 to the F-35, what are some of the, the differences? Did you have new challenges? Was it, how was that transition? Um, from a flying perspective, it was actually pretty pretty simple because the stick and the throttle were in the same direct, uh, same position. Okay. Um, so getting in the in the cockpit was uh, somewhat familiar from stepping into the F sixteen into the F thirty five. Um, where the F thirty five, that transition, pilots really have to focus on the data and the amount of um, technology and information that's being shown to the pilot because um, the capabilities that in there, obviously it's a war fighting machine, so it's it's made uh, to go against enemy threats. And um, so for, for fighter pilots, when they're flying it, you're, you're seeing so many different things being brought um, brought to you uh, from on a huge display. So flying is almost second nature. To, to fighter pilots, you got to be able to sit there and just fly and not even think about it because you're you're looking at the battle space, you're thinking and reacting in very dynamic high threat situations to where uh, you have to make a decision quickly based off what you've seen. So that is a huge transition, um, and it just keeps getting better. Um, so you know, F sixteen, it was very different. You got separate formats. Pilot has to look at one format understand the data, second format, understand the data, and then come together with a solution, whereas the F-35 does that. Okay. So that, that's like the huge transition um, I, I had to adjust to when I went to two different planes. Yeah, but you're just getting more data faster, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. what you see. So, so when you transitioned, um, F-35 single pilot, so when you first, your first time in there, was that Alone? Yeah, you're solo. You're okay. solo. So you do 12 simulators prior to that, mm -hmm. um, and then the government pretty much hands you an 80 million dollar plane and say, "Don't mess this up." Right. So yeah. it's a very expensive helmet to go with it. Right? Yes, it's a really cool helmet. Okay. I should have bought it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Can you talk to about some of the capabilities of that F-35? Just like I know that, and and kind of what you're doing now for Lockheed. Yeah, sure. So um, as a production and training pilot, my day-to-day kind of workday looks pretty much of get up, brief up, and then I, what we do as Lockheed Martin pilots is we are the very, very first ones to fly the aircraft out of the factory. So imagine you get a new car and they're like, here's a car, here's a really fast car go test every single limit you can on this, from how fast it goes, how fast it breaks, to can you turn it. Same thing in the jet is what uh, we do as test pilots. So um, I'll take it up and I'll take uh, 
check the normal um, things for the aircraft, such as an en the engines working well, flight controls are working, landing gear, anything that is required for airworthiness. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on the second mission, we go out and test all the avionics. So press, pressing all the yeah, pilots, we really like to press buttons. Yeah. So we're just pressing everything in the jet, make sure it's all working. And, and it's really to make sure that we're providing quality um, aircraft to all the different customers that we service. Nice. Oh, that's really fun. Um, so thinking about uh, kind of who's helped you along the way, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, somebody helped you. Who would you say is your, big, your, your biggest, you know, mentor and helping you kind of accomplish what you've accomplished? Um, there, I have plenty. Um, and it's in different stages of life, too. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, my parents laid the foundation of hard work. Um, I can't even imagine coming to a new country, uh, not knowing very many people, barely knowing the language, coming in and, and establishing yourself um, yeah. with a job with, and then with family. So um, they really were the first foundation of setting up hard work for me. And then I have an older sister. And you want to drive competition out of me? It, just tell me, go beat your older sister. Okay. Easy. I'll go do that any day. Uh, <laughs> um, so growing up, you know, and, and she was really good at everything she did. So that kind of sparked that competition okay. uh, in me to do better than her. Nice. I know it's kind of weird to say, it's but li yeah. literally is why I get my competitiveness uh, and my um, wanting to be better okay. is uh, seeing what she did and just trying to emulate and do better than that. Um, and then once I got into the military, it was, I had a huge, uh, support structure from the female fighter pilots. It's, it's a very close knit group cause there's not many of us okay. uh, that were there. And I, I particularly remember one of them pulling me aside and saying, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. You're, you know, you're a female. So this might be a little bit different, but don't let that bother you. Just perform. Um, nice. many of those, uh, ladies that kind of broke down the barriers for me to do what I wanted to do, uh, really set me on a path of how I should conduct myself in a fighter squadron as a, as a female, um, and then really set the tone for understanding how to work, work your, the ins and outs of the fighter community. Yep. Okay. So nice. lots of mentors. Oh, that's great. Um, what do you kind of see as the barriers today and kind of the aviation industry for, for women and like, what do you see your role as like breaking down those barriers? Um, so you see, yeah, like I mentioned, it's, it's weird for me to say that I'm breaking down a barrier because I'm just, for me, I'm just doing a job that right, I love okay. to do. Um, I think based off what I know is, um, a lot of the times when I get to talk with folks it's a, holy cow, I didn't even know that was a lot, I, even possible for me to do. And the first step is really just seeing somebody like you doing it. Um, I think there's a, that just brings about a natural desire to say, oh my gosh, yeah. if she can do it, I can do it. At least that's what it would do with me. Um, so you're setting the example. So just being able to see somebody doing what you dream about doing, I think is huge. Um, the, I know the U.S. Air Force has done an incredible job of um, helping females um, become or stay in as fighter pilots. It, you know, 
back in the day, it was a little different. Um, but now they're, they're making a lot of changes to, to help when it, you know, when a female becomes pregnant um, or uh, has family duties and vice versa for the males as well, too. But um, those barriers are, are in aviation. I'm starting to see is slowly break, being broken down based off um, examples and mm-hmm. then some changes that they're making. Yeah, that's great. That's good. So um, husband's a fighter pilot. Yes. Do you hope your daughter's going to be a fighter pilot? I think she's going to be the complete opposite of it. <laughs> That's usually how that works. <laughs> right. uh, she definitely has the drive and tenacity to do it if she really wanted okay. to. I've already seen, we've already seen her just, you know, put her mind to something and say, okay, I'm going to go do it. So yeah. hopefully that's steered towards, um, I don't know, when I think about my, our six-year-old daughter doing what I do, it's, part of me is like a little scared, but I, I know she could she could easily do it if she wanted to, but I don't think she will. Yeah. I hope so, but that's good. Well, I have two daughters and I hope they both watch and are inspired by you. Like, go do it. Go do it. That's great. Um, no, that's good. So yeah, definitely a, you know, a trailblazer in your field. Um, looking back, I mean, you've done so much, so help me out here. So you've set some, set, set some marks. So first F-35 pilot, uh, female for Lockheed Martin. As a test pilot, is that correct? Correct. All right. And then also in the Air Force, flying the F-16, uh, first female from the Philippines? Correct. That's amazing. Yeah. Correct. I mean, so you, you, you made it in Wikipedia. I don't show it there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Just don't Google my name, right. <laughs> right. So looking back, if you said so far, I mean, you're not done, but what's been the greatest accomplishment? What are you most proud of so far? Um... From a, obviously, from a personal standpoint, uh, my daughter um, and having her grow up in um, one, getting to see the, the military side. She, she was born in Italy um, okay. when we were stationed there. So her first word was chap. <laughs> nice. um, but, you know, giving her uh, a life that um, where she understands she can choose whatever she wants to do, as you, as you mentioned, and then also um, an appreciation for the, our military. Um, it wasn't until I left the military in 2016, but my husband was still in it in 20, until 2018, um, where I went from being that fighter pilot to now being the support role, the mom, um, raising a, a little kid watching my husband go deployed that I really, really appreciated what our military families go through. I, mm-hmm. you know, being on the other side of it, it's, oh, it's like, man, I'm leaving you, you, you know, you're, the military person is leaving him here uh, to, to raise this kid for six, seven months at a time. So mm-hmm. um, having my daughter grow up in that environment, understanding that, uh, even at a young age, I think she she's starting to get it, like the importance of, of service and of um, what other people do to sacrifice for what for what we have. So mm-hmm. um, that's the proudest moment there. And then from a professional side, um, I'd say one of the proudest things I've got one just a mission that just brings me joy is saving lives on the ground um, in, in combat, because that's what every fighter pilot is trained to do. We don't want to screw it up because we, you know, obviously lives on the ground, uh, they're, they're relying on us to, to do nice, the right yeah. thing so that they survive and can escape or, or fight back, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there's, you know, particular missions that come to mind um, now that when I sit back and look at it, I'm really proud that I got to even be a part of that, to shake the guy, the hand of the guy that I saved nice. uh, a few days afterwards when he comes to the base and talks about it. So that, from a professional standpoint, I love what I do with Lockheed Martin, but there's, there's nothing that can beat service to uh, helping somebody and saving their life. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's hard to top. That's, that's amazing. Well, thank you for your service. That's, that's awesome. Well, my husband's done it more than I have. So, <laughs> so, you know, most important question today in a dog fight, you and your husband, you know, Ooh. the F-16, you know, <laughs> this is your opportunity, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, so kind of the biggest lesson What's is there been a surprise along the way as you're on this journey? I mean, you set out to be an astronaut, went through all this did you, was it what you expected or is it just, was there a surprise? Um, no, yeah, it was definitely a surprise. I, I took a turn, obviously, um, you know, SpaceX is still available, but uh, at the time, whenever I had to make that decision in my career of continuing on as a fighter pilot or trying to go the astronaut route, um, unfortunately, NASA, uh, the, the timing didn't work out with, you mm -hmm. know, money cuts and all that. So... Um, I don't want to say that I settled to be a fighter pilot. That's yeah, obviously, I mean, yeah, right. yeah, that's, I, I was happy to continue that path. Um, yeah. and that's, that, that, a big lesson learned is, you know, I've, I set 10 years of my life focused on doing, going to be an astronaut. And then okay. all of a sudden I just made a turn. Um, and one, I was completely okay with that. I met a guy I liked, um, worked out well and then um continuing on as a fighter pilot career that that was so enjoyable for me to continue to do and, and meant a lot so mm -hmm. even though timing doesn't work out for one thing turning around and, and doing something else is it, it was the best decision i made yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting because you know my son's trying to figure out you know go off to college and where are you headed talk yeah. to my kids about this and you know i, I kind of tell them that you know, it's hard to put the pieces together when you're looking forward, oh, yeah. but later in life, you look backwards and you're like all these little decisions and, you know, it makes sense, right? Yes. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, well, I ended up going this route and it worked out, you exactly. know, but it's, it's hard to see that vision, you know, in the other direction. So especially as a teenager mm -hmm. just wants to go to college. Right. 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 <laughs> and, uh, you know, connect the dots, but it definitely takes, you know, perseverance to just kind of stay the course. Um, and so when you think of like the value of perseverance, mm -hmm. where, where do you think that's helped you the most? Um, I think fighter pilots by nature um, are used to uh, having or persevering because of what we do. Um, you have a mission, you have a goal, and you're always going to meet challenges, but you, you go towards that goal and you, you have to succeed. Um, and that's why I say, I think it's just, by nature in my mindset and attitude um, for perseverance because you know there's so many things that you reach for a goal you're going to meet challenges how do you overcome those challenges um, how do you persevere um, I, th I think it's a mindset and then not also being afraid of failing uh, as well because you you're going to hit challenges everywhere in life um, whether it's your job personal um, but it's it's really how you come out of that and if you go into it like uh, afraid of failing, then 
you're not going to learn very much, I, I think. So I, that's the biggest trait for me and, and how you persevere in certain uh, aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of overcoming that self-talk of, <clears throat> you know, like, oh, I should just quit. I do something else or, you know, not going there yeah. and just kind of that grit to say, just no matter what, I'm just going to keep working at it. Yeah. And definitely don't take the easy way out either. Yeah. Like, you're not you're not going to learn from it as much as you would if you really challenge yourself and that's what i constantly felt throughout um not only career but life is if i was afraid to do it i definitely wouldn't be where i am right now so yeah 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 and sometimes it's being afraid to do it but then like pushing yourself to do it anyway right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's like sea biscuit you, you see that like horse in front <laughs> of you and you're like i'm going to go beat that person or yeah. or something or i'm going to go do that that's kind of what's got me along okay just, <laughs> just, just go just go right? and i see somebody i'm just gonna go that's awesome so you know lockheed martin is so innovative and mm-hmm. um it's great you get to work there what's what's the most enjoyable part of of lock working for lockheed martin oh so many enjoyable part enjoyable parts for working uh for lockheed martin um represent representing the company in a flight suit um and giving everybody that pilot's perspective so the company does a great job with letting us travel internationally to all the different customers, potential customers that are looking at our products um, and giving them that pilot's perspective, such as here's what this jet can do to make your military better. Um, and then also getting to engage. Uh, I do a lot of trade shows, a lot of air shows um, and customer engagement. So I get to talk with the people who just love aviation okay. and when you're surrounded by people who just love aviation and you get to do what i do it just it makes for some great conversations uh, both inside blocky martin and um sure and, and other uh, engagements that we do it's it's a fun job yeah. there's only 12 of us uh in the world that do it oh that's amazing yeah, yeah. I, I think you know I, I went to oshkosh the largest air show yes. <laughs> and you know we went and it was one of those things it's like, oh, this is a once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. We went and it was like, no, 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 this is an annual event. Like we yeah. won't miss it because it's just so amazing. But I think aviation is one of those things that either kind of gets in your blood or it doesn't. It does, if it yeah. does, it's like, can't explain it. I just love it. You end up talking with your hands and yeah. just, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Make exactly. noises. Make noises. You know? yeah. Pew, pew. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun being around people who just love what you do. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, yeah, and of, of course, uh, you know, the fighters are always the highlight of those air shows. I just <laughs> wait for that moment. Yeah. You know? Sorry, it's like, loud. It's like everybody else as a pilot is kind of like throwing the opening pitch, but then you actually have like the major league player that comes out. That's you guys with the fighter pilots. It's like, man, this is Oh, you know, awesome. like sunglasses and like, you know, dog <laughs> right. tags. And no, Tom Cruise makes, makes yeah. it look really like cool and pretty. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but uh, so, you know, getting to go on trips and travel mm-hmm. and uh, lots of fun. So air shows, it's amazing. So for those that, that are inspired by you, and I'm sure there's plenty, what are those recommendations you'd say that somebody says, man, that's amazing. I want to be a fighter pilot one day. What would, what would, what would you tell them? Um, so being a fighter pilot, I said, it's, it's, a, it's an attitude and it's a mindset. It's a, I'm going to take the initiative to follow a journey, follow um, a specific goal, and I'm going to go reach it. So for when people ask me, how how do I get to do what uh, you do? Um, 
it, it's it's simple, honestly. It's it's perform at a high level, and um, if you do that, it's really hard to uh, for people who counter what you want to go do or, or say you know um, you can't go do that. If you perform at a high level, and I've noticed that um, professionally, personally, but definitely as a as a fighter pilot, is you try your best, you take the initiative to improve. Um, and you make everyone else around you better as well. I think those are the things that you really have to take into account when you want to go try and be a, a fighter pilot, whether it's uh, military or, or Lockheed Martin. Mm -hmm. So when you're striving, it's almost like you're striving for perfection, right? Um, yes. You know, there's a balance there, right? Because sometimes that can be motivating yes and then at some curve it's like oh I'm never gonna reach i don't know if i'm ever gonna be you yeah. know as perfect as i want to be how do you balance that how do you stay kind of like the grind you know the perseverance component of that? absolutely um well first i think um obviously you have a big uh goal at the end but i think taking small wins and small achievements and understanding that really helps build you uh to get to that end point, right? Because if you're constantly failing, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, but um, it can be down on a person. I mean, yeah. I've I've definitely experienced where I'm like, oh, another one, another one. I can't, I can never do this right on an upgrade. But it's it's the I can never do this right, but I'm gonna try and make it better, make myself better, make the people who are flying with me, your wingmen, your team, better. It's just a the idea of, okay, take the initiative and go, go do it. Like, and understanding there is failure, but I'm going to try and be perfect because someone's relying on the ground for me to do that. I want to be perf perfect, um, knowing that perfect is hard to achieve, but I'm going to try to go do it as best as I can. And so that perseverance piece of that kind of shaping your success just breaking it down into steps and just continuing to just try to be better. Yeah. Small wins. I mean, no joke. They do help. <laughs> they help the confidence mm -hmm. um, and, and it helps you to keep going, I think. Mm -hmm. And so fighter pilot of the Air Force made this transition to Lockheed. Huge success there. What was the driving factor of why did you decide to make the change? Um, so I had been in the military for about 13 years. Um, and we just had a baby girl and, uh, I felt like it was really the time to take care of our little girl, let my husband finish out his military commitment and duty. Um, and then, you know, make an impact in a different, in a different job. I actually joined Lockheed as a engineer um, okay. and they found out I was, uh, previously a fighter pilot and they're like, Hey, do you want to fly for Lockheed Martin? You want to be a test pilot for Lockheed Martin? <laughs> Who would say no to that? Right, honestly. Right. Um, so it was just, it was the timing of it. Um, female fighter pilots, once you find out you're pregnant, you can't fly in a fighter. That's not to say you can't go back to flying. The air force would do a good job of getting you to that point if that's what you desired. But personally it was a, um, a work-life balance, uh, discussion I had with my husband and just yeah. made, made the decision that it was time to, to hang at yeah. what, what I thought was done. Stop done flying flying. Yeah. 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 So now you're back in. Um, well, is, I mean, it sounds like this is a dream job. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to beat. It's hard really, beat. you know, flying fighters as a civilian uh, yeah. and no longer in the military, but yeah. 
So do you have something that's, that's next or do you feel like you've arrived? Uh, well, I feel like there's always something next. Um, and, you know, whatever Lockheed Martin uh, is able to, you know, the next steps forward, um, obviously there's always uh, another way or another thing to do. I, I, I don't I don't know because I'm having so much fun doing what I'm doing right now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being uh, on the Values Exchange. Really enjoyed it. And, you know, it was kind of really cool this morning. Uh, so I got to pick you up. Yes. And, you know, a small plane <laughs> going about a thousand miles per hour slower <laughs> and uh, no pressure, you know, it's, uh, no flying judgment. here for no, the podcast. No, no, so. You did great. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. So thank, yeah, thanks thank so much for being here. Man. So well, thank you for having me. It was a ton of fun to do. Yeah. So we threw in some GoPros, might have a little bit of footage from that flight <laughs> oh. just for fun at the end of this here. But, uh, Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Value Exchange Podcast. Look forward to uh, our next episode. Thanks again. Hey, Metro Power 990, Mike Charlie, uh, ready to go 16. Sierra 9090, Mike Charlie, Metro Power, good morning. Left turn is approved. Wind 16011, runway 16, cleared for takeoff. Transport 6727 heavy departure ready contact, common maintain 6000 CL. But it gives me the weather right here 16010 gusting 16. That's awesome. So 2900. Go ahead. Yeah, So, you know, sometimes I get the weather right here long before I can pick it up on the second frequency, right? TVM 0 Kilo Juliet, Scott 4673. Advise me of uh, information whiskey. And we'll just trim that back to 30 and a half on manifold pressure. Okay. And then this is the lean. It's real easy because it pulls up this blue magenta. I mean, it's just cheating. And so you can just pull it back to basically the bottom. About 17. And uh, now you're all trimmed out for cruise. Wow. I mean, it's cheating, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so the interesting part. Turn 10 degrees left. 10 left, zero, Mike Charlie. So the interesting part. Is that this? It's a, it's a um, constant speed prop. Yeah. But this is mechanically linked, so it's adjusting the prop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you noticed on takeoff?